Barbeat presents what's happening. If your frontal lobes feel the pressure of too many brain cells, then it's your duty to slough off that extra protoplasm at Benahan's. Yes, St. Patty's Day is celebrated all week at Benahan's, and we have hundreds of gallons of green beer left over from last year that has been carefully stored in the back alley and are ready for your consumption all night long. On Friday, the last with the greenest breast will get one free drink and then be hustled into the kitchen where her startling memories will be weighed and photographed and then booked on the Geraldo Rivera show. The man with the greenest urine will be given a stool at the end of the bar and then avoided all night long. Of course, the guests are encouraged to beat up all the busboys who are dressed like leprechauns and speak in bad brogues. So remember, there's nothing wrong with drinking to excess as long as it's part of a national advertising campaign. For a real Irish celebration, come to O'Flynn's. Knock on the door seven times and speak in Gaelic and you'll spend an entire evening making pipe bombs, packing bullets, and dismantling small arms to be smuggled into Ireland for the IRA. Nothing is closer to the Irish heart than the wanton killing of other Irishmen. So if you want to spend a productive evening instead of screwing around, come to O'Flynn's and tell them O'Keefe sent you. At the Holiday Inn, the Wedding Rings Off Lounge presents the musical stylings of the Irish Droners. Starting at 8 o'clock, the Droners ramble on for over two hours, never completing a song, story, or train of thought, just babbling incoherently like characters from Ulysses in lilting accents and sneaking clothes. Until 10.30, when they are lured off the stage with the offer of cheap whiskey, and the room becomes the home of the incredible Anthony LeClaire, who does his sparkling St. Paddy's Day tribute to Elvis. If the King of Rock and Roll was a short, balding black man who played Funky Town over and over again on the harmonica, while sitting on a pot of gold hawking loogies. I'm Steve O'Cronin. Call the Barbie Dictaphone if you've got nothing better to do. It's the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour. 30-ish minutes of sketch comedy, improv, songs, and whatnot pulled from the audio archives of Duck Logic, a Chicago improv group that produced their own two-hour comedy show called The Cavalcade that played on WLUP AM 1000 radio in Chicago back in the day. Plus, there's some new stuff thrown in for good measure. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a kooky stroll down memory lane with Duck Logic. Because they're wacky comedy guys. Just a bunch of comedy guys. Funnier than they realize. Those wacky, kooky, cut-up comedy guys. I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File. U2 has changed its name to Likewise and plans to do a benefit for Pillsbury Baked Goods at Madison Square Gardens in April because Bono feels nothing says lovin' like something from the oven and Pillsbury does it best. I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File. In an effort to allow opposing viewpoints, DuckLogic presents an op-ed editorial from Alan Papermill, Assistant Senior Custodian at UW Lacrosse. I'm more than a little insulted by all this angry, middle-class, middle-aged white guy bashing going on. I became an angry, middle-class, middle-aged white guy all on my own. I became the angry, middle-class, middle-aged white guy that I am today with good old American moxie and know-how. Okay, so I was born middle-class, I guess. Sure. And white. And a guy. I have my middle-class, middle-aged white parents to thank for that. And something to do with chromosomes, which I, I don't quite understand. But I became middle-aged all by myself. And that didn't happen overnight. It took time. It's something I've been working at all my life, thank you very much, with no help from anyone, especially Uncle Sam. And my anger was made in this country. It's homegrown from seeds planted right here in the good old U.S. of A. 
without any help of any foreign budinskis. I didn't outsource my rage. It was built and assembled inside our own borders and shipped overseas, in all caps, by the way, to foreign countries that damn well deserve it. Tucker Carlson says white people are the minority now, and at 60% of the population, according to census figures, I'm going to just take his word for it. And God knows we don't want to be a minority. Being a minority would, would suck. White people should know. Just look how badly we've treated minorities. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm Edie, the breakfast fairy, with a daily diet calendar. Today's food is, hmm, green beer. Green beer is a good thing, drink some every single day. Green beer is a good thing, makes your troubles go away. Green beer is a good thing, drink some, yes you can. So make a stein of green beer part of your breakfast plan. Good morning, Mr. Greenbeer. Can you tell the boys and girls what you're made of? Sure, and I will, Edie. I start out with the cheapest meal available. Plenty of nutritious grains, hops, barley, corn, and the like. Then I add food coloring that they won't find out is cancerous for another decade or so. For you amateur drinkers, and I know there's a lot of you out there, don't be frightened. What goes in green is likely to come out green. Sure and be gonna. Remember, St. Patrick himself would want to drink as much of me as physically possible, leaving just enough room for a bowl of lucky charms. Yes, Edie, green beer is a good thing, and it's easy to chug. Thank you, Mr. Greenbeer. Sure, they'd like to press me lips against your bloody stone. Uh, excuse me, what? Wanna take a peek at me shillelagh? Uh, no, we have to go I'll now. I'll give you a pot of gold. Oh, a pot of gold? Okay, um, call me later. And remember, boys and girls, you are what you eat. It's time once again for Truth is Stranger Than Fiction, where each week the young, fresh voice talents of the Truth is Stranger Than Fiction players help us to bring into your homes dramatizations based on actual stories found printed in our nation's best-selling newspapers. This week's radio playlist comes from an article found in issue 49, volume 8 of the weekly World News. We call our adaptation Psychic Sickness. We present the facts as they are known, only adding what is necessary to please our taste for artistic license. And the names have been changed to protect the easily embarrassed. Our story opens this week deep in the heart of Switzerland, in a small circuit court in the tiny town of Lucerne. The judge is about to hear testimony that will lead him to a startling discovery. All right, Mr. Volkman, could you tell the court a little about your relationship with your wife, the defendant? Well, uh, our marriage had been falling apart for some time. Things were just getting unbearable. Could you give us an example? Well, well sure. Just last night, after dinner... Hey, honey, you know... Uh... That's the best pot roast she ever put in your mouth. Well, yeah, and, you know, I'd... Like it if I'd cook it again sometime? That's right. Uh, listen, I think I'll, uh... Lie just... down in the living room? Uh, listen, honey, uh, I really... Respect my ability to accurately predict the future. Well, yeah, but I really think that... That it's getting out of hand and that I've taken it too far. Well, yes, and I wished you'd just... Did you finish one sentence on your own without constant interruptions? Yes, you know, you're beginning to... Drive you crazy enough to do something drastic? That's it. 
I've had it. Put down the knife, honey. You're gonna... Ow! Cut yourself. It's over, okay? I'm... Leaving me? Goodbye. So you see, Your Honor, I've endured 15 years of being told what I'm gonna say and do just before I say and do it. My, my life's become a living hell. She's absolutely impossible to live with. I didn't want to bring her into court. I just thought that... That it might be a way to save our failing marriage? Ah! Order, order. Mrs. Volkman, you will keep yourself seated and speak only when you're spoken to. Now, Mr. Volkman, who is the person you've brought with you today? My next-door neighbor, Mrs. Hemmingham. Okay, Mrs. Hemmingham. What exactly did Mrs. Volkman do to you? Ah, uh, well, uh, she's a witch. That's what she is, a certifiable witch. That'll be up to me to decide, Mrs. Hemmingham. Just tell me what she's done to you. Well, she's ruined my marriage because she was jealous that things were going so well for me. She told me that she had a dream in which she saw my husband in bed with another woman. Did you believe her? Of course not, at first. But it sort of ate away at me night after night until I couldn't control it any longer. I was totally overtaken by the idea. Well, what did you do about it? I finally, reluctantly confronted my husband with it. And? He confessed the entire affair. It ruined my marriage. She ruined my marriage. If she hadn't have told me her dream, I'd never would have known, and things would have still been peachy on my home front. She's an evil witch. So you're saying that the defendant maliciously destroyed your wedded bliss just to prove she really had psychic powers? <laughs> no! No, it's not my fault! It's a curse! It's not a blessing to have psychic powers. It isn't like a light switch. I can't just turn it off at will. I warned you about these outbursts of yours, Mrs. Volkman. Calm yourself down or I'll have to find you in contempt of court. Now, we'll all take a short recess and then I'll come back and give you my decision. One short recess later... Mrs. Volkman, it is my considered opinion that you and your alleged psychic powers are a public nuisance and regardless of your ability to see into the thoughts of others and into the future... I should immediately cease and desist from interfering with the lives of people around me. Yes. In fact, I'm issuing a court order restraining you from it completely. All I have left to add, Mrs. Volkman, is that I have absolutely no sympathy for you because... Quite frankly, you should have seen it coming. What you have just heard was a dramatic adaptation of the facts to the best of our knowledge. Are people's lives in Switzerland really being threatened by this psychic hoppy? The Weekly World News says, yes. We guess you'll just have to take their word for it. Tune in again next time when we reach into the annals of America's best-selling newspapers to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that truth is stranger than fiction. This is Wendell Fortescue speaking. This week, it's going to be St. Patty's Day, I guess on what, Thursday or something like that? Pre-St. Patty's Day. So is that, is that what we're going to talk about this week is a, just our Irish accents <laughs> and say tut, tut, tut? Or lack of it. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying to myself here. It's me and myself and I. We're sitting, we're sitting alone with ourselves on the, we're sitting on the stool at O'Flanagan's. And we were sitting there and we're there. We're just taking a pint. A pint is what we're taking. A wee nip. A wee nip. We had a wee nip. 
and then they fell off, and I can't remember. All I can say is, tut, tut, tut. I remember Richard, I remember Richard Harris being stuck in a park. You don't remember Barry O'Sullivan, you say, no, 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 no. Be quiet a bit when you're talking about that. That's what I say to myself. You just shut your yob. Shut that big gob of yours. That's right. What I remember about St. Paddy's Day was when I first moved to Chicago. I first got here. I was like, St. Paddy's Day in Dayton, Ohio was no big deal. One time uh, they we went out to get the green beer. The place was going to open at 5 in the morning. I thought, that's really crazy. Let's go out Saturday morning. We got green beer. By 8 o'clock, we had a kind of buzz on. Nobody else showed up at the bar that me and my friends had went to. And kind of we went home, watched cartoons, and, and fell asleep. <laughs> so it just didn't seem like that big of a thing. And I moved to Chicago, and I kept hearing, oh, man, when you get here, that's the party day. That's the big day. So I had to go to work that morning. <laughs> Yeah, you know, first uh, St. Patrick's Day that I'm in Chicago. It was 1981, something like that. And uh, it's like 10 in the morning I'm supposed to be at work, and I'm thinking about, okay, I'm off around 6.30, 7. I'm sure I can get to a party before everything gets rolling, and uh, I'll really have a good time tonight. And I'm trying to find a place to park downtown, uh, this place where I worked, and people are already on the streets, drunk, falling over themselves, puking, <laughs> getting in front of my car. It's like 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this town? I'd never seen anything like this before. I, I mean, people wearing the shiny green hat, you could tell there was no actual Irish people anywhere. It was just all people that just, you know, have a good darn excuse to get as drunk as possible, as early as possible, and stay that way throughout the day. And, uh, wow, this is the town to live in. Yeah, Chicago. Then uh, years after that, I... I never, ever went out on St. Paddy's Day or New Year's Eve either. Stay home on those days. In Ireland, it's a holy day. Really? So they don't do this. No, they don't. No. He's a patron saint of Ireland. Yes. Well, so how did how did it become the day you're allowed to get drunk legally somehow? It's all... Hmm? How did... When did it change into a, the reason everyone could get loaded? How was that? That was the... Like, we need a reason. I don't know. It, it, I think it got worse in the 80s and, like, 70s. 70s. I think that's when, it, like, turned a corner. Yep. And it became this huge thing. Yep. That you, let's get drunk. I, I'm, I imagine it's probably like this elsewhere, right? And I mean, we're probably, we're probably the craziest, but I'm sure like in, in on East Coast somewhere, New York, don't they have parades? And Yeah, the Irish State Parade they have. Yeah, but no one else turns a river green. Yeah, well. And which changes to yellow by the end of the day. Do not, <laughs> do not know what you're talking about. I think you know. I that. don't think so. Could you be more specific, Jim? I'd need some details here. There was some information. I'm thinking, I'm thinking you know what I mean, little Timmy. Little Timmy. What is that one, Green? Little Timmy sit in my lap. Green to yellow? That sounds like a St. Patty's Day miracle. I don't think there's enough pee in Chicago. I think we should give it a try. It's a worthy task. They tell us every year that it's biodegradable and stuff, and it just looks like they're, I mean, the river's already green. That's kind of a, yeah. It's not like a crystal blue Jamaican inlet. It's sort of greenish. I can say that architectural tour on the boat, that's disturbing. You not like it. <laughs> it's a kind of a, it's a dirty green, <laughs> and then they make it kind yeah. of, um. Oh, like neon bright, yeah. Puce. Neon. Yeah, it's like a neon luminescent green. It looks like a park. It looks like you can run on it. And it's supposedly, I guess, some sort of algae-based something or other, right? Or I don't know what. Whatever. You know, hey, yeah, we're just going to. Algae-based. Yeah. That's it. Algae. It's silent green, Walter. <laughs> and you know what silent green is, don't you? Um, Edward G. Robinson? Irish people. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're not going to get me. Yeah, true. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Edward G. O. Robinson. Let's paint the river green. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. I thought Edward G. Robinson sounded like, hey, I'm Edward G. Robinson. On that note. Isn't there like a day that's right by St. Patrick's Day, like it's a Polish, Italian, St. Joseph's Day or something? Oh, Casimir Pulaski Day? Oh, God, that's coming up. And I didn't buy anybody anything. You can got your flowers yet or your chocolates? St. Joseph's is where you cook food for the poor. Yeah, right. So there's a, there, yeah, there's a menu. There's like these certain items you cook. And it's, uh, it's a, I thought everybody gets baby aspirin. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we all need baby aspirin. Especially if it's that orange kind. Mm. Yes. But there was a sweet steak. Delicious. I do have recollections in college. I remember it was a St. Patty's Day. I swear that we were just standing outside freezing our butts off. And I think I want to say it was raining too. It was like cold, you know, 40 degree rain. Yep. That's St. Patrick's Day. And and just waiting in line to go to a bar, which is, I guess, a thing you do when you're 20, but uh, I wouldn't do it anymore. I think that sounds very like Irish, though. Rainy, cold. Yeah. yeah. Kissing the Blarney Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have anybody kiss my Blarney Stone that day that I, I can recall. I made it available to many. Well, yeah, it's right there. <laughs> I had it just hanging out. Nobody wanted to kiss me. On that note. The, the weirdest bit that Johnny ever played, I, I never understood why he played it even once, was Professor Blight. Uh, wait a second. No. Are you talking about <laughs> Professor Blight? Well, I, when you did, yes. it was Joe the Love Potato's arch nemesis right. named Pro- Professor Blight. Yeah, Professor Blight. I know Professor Blight was out to get him. He was just, it was so weird. It was just so like, okay. I He'd guess play so. anything at once. Yeah. Once. Maybe. Play it, and then he would judge it and decide if it ever get aired again. It is true. He I don't trusted think he us ever... enough to play it one time. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. He just played it once, and then he goes, yeah, okay. Well, no. He's like, <laughs> he's. You move on. Either make fun of it. About potatoes. Because you didn't like potatoes, like Joe the no, Love. He was like a 1960s Batman villain. You did like cackle <laughs> and then hung up the phone really awkwardly. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Groton. This is Professor Bloit, the evil Irish genius, and the arch nemesis of Joe the Love Potato. The citizens of Chicago are in a bit of a storm. And it makes me skin boil and fit to be fried. The John the Love Potato and his half-baked seminars learn to be a man again. I've taken this sports out of the blue-collar man. Well, that's about to end. If I don't get my list of demands met, which includes a playlist of all Irish music. I know you people have it in your studio. Look, you've got the chieftains. You have a library that begins with C. Then you got the chieftains. You got Clannad. You got the Clancy. But you probably got the Irish ones. You got those people that sing green alligators and long neck gays. Now don't, don't try to fool me. Otherwise, it'll be spud time in Chicago. Don't try to face this call. He's Irish. Potato blight. You'd have to explain it. It's an Irish. It belongs. Is it like a thing where you introduce, and sometimes there were characters that went astray. And he's (laughs) one of them right now. Irish characters we don't do anymore. This week we featured Tim's characters that went astray. Well, it's it's our St. Paddy's Day show. And if there's anybody listening around the world, they don't don't know the significance. But if you're in the Chicago area, you know, go get drunk and and pee green. Uh, We'll see you next week.
with it. And wear green. Green hats and green clovers. And green alligators. And long neck geese. Rumpleback babies and chimpanzees. All right, guys. We're going to go. Yeah. Good talk yeah. to everybody. Bye. Cut it, cut it short. Okay. Bye, guys. See ya, boyos. <laughs> Bye. Bye. A couple of weeks ago, we heard Breakfast with Joe the Love Potato by Duck Logic from 1986. Well, Duck Logic is back, back together again, and they have a new song for St. Patrick's Day. Duck Logic. Welcome to O'Shanamaghans. Happy St. Patty's Day. Tut tut. What can I get you? Mm-hmm. Green beer, green beer. We drink our weight in green beer once a year. I sneak up and pinch anyone who don't wear green like me. I scream, kiss me, I'm Irish, though I'm not, it's plain to see. Green beer, green beer, we drink our weight in green beer once a year. I down a couple shamrock shakes and puke them on the floor. And then I kiss my Irish like my yelling out one more. Green beer, green beer, we drink our weight in green beer once a year. I say I'm rooting Celtics, though I normally don't care. I dance a jig to bagpipe tunes and fall right down the stairs. Green beer, green beer, we drink our way in green beer once a year. I add an O apostrophe to every day I say, like Obronsky and O Steinberg, you'll be glad it's just one day of green beer. Green beer, green beer. Green by midnight I'll see leprechauns that clearly aren't there While screaming, kiss my blarney stones, they're in my underwear Green, green beer, green beer, green beer We drink our weight in green beer once again Green beer So, a uh, pitcher of green beer then Oi, that's what we'll be wanting, lassie I'm definitely calling in sick next year. <laughs> you remember Duck Logic? Remember Joe the Love Potato? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who Duck, passed away. Really. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Edie the Breakfast Fairy. Yeah. Uh, these guys, Duck Logic, they're back. Says Johnny thought you might like to know. Uh, Duck Logic is back together and making wacky comedy again. DuckLogicComedy.com. Uh, check us out. Uh, he goes, David Donlowski says, thanks for reading down this far because he knows my attention span. He knows they, <laughs> right, they would grateful. send me an email and I go, I can't grateful. even. My brothers go, Johnny, did you reach that? Johnny, please read past the third <laughs> sentence because I will not. If they don't make it brief, I move on. So Duck Logic is back. Duck Green Logic. Beer. Green beer. We drink our way in green beer once a year. Uh, DuckLogicComedy.com. Dolores, what are you doing this weekend? I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File. Notes from the underground. It's been 10 years since the banana splits hit Splitsville, USA. Abysmal sales and public ridicule have drawn the floppy five together again for another stab at the charts. All the original members are back in the fold, including Doingle, known to country music fans as Ronnie Millsap. Deadline for the new Banana Split single, One Banana Party, September 24th. A tour with Bananarama will follow. I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File. We the Irish apologize for 
boiling all our food and tossing it together with potatoes to call it stew, shepherd's pie, or good for you in any way. We apologize for blinding green clothing and sweaters that weigh more than the sheep they came from and smell worse than that same sheep when they're soaked in rain or snow. We apologize for Notre Dame, the Boston Celtics, Bill O'Reilly supporters, and all other Irish-American religious cults. We apologize for leprechauns, unicorns, Daniel Day-Lewis, and anything else that doesn't truly exist outside our fertile imaginations, which, while we're at it, we also apologize for. We apologize for Irish wit, luck, coffee, oatmeal, eyes, and anything else that puts Irish in front of it, but has no chance in hell of originating with us in the first place. Come on, we're the Irish. We apologize for penny whistles, bagpipes, bono, and other shrill instruments that we invented. We apologize for all Celtic music specials on PBS, both during and after pledge graves. We apologize for the Kennedys because they won't do it on their own. We apologize for shamrock shakes, kiss me on Irish buttons, green beer, and anything that only gets sold on St. Patrick's Day. We apologize for the Lumineers, Mumford and Sons, and any song that goes hey ho or sounds like it was made up by a toothless old man claiming to be Irish. We apologize for that one time we did that one thing on your front door and blamed it on that one guy who lived next door. We apologize for shameless episodes that don't have enough nudity, swearing, and drinking bitches in them, thus negating the superior feeling over the Southside Irish. We apologize for the fact that this apology is not going to change our ways, and we will continue doing what we do right after Mass ends on Saturday night. Signed, your friends, the Irish. You're a common man. You put in long, hard hours doing backbreaking, mundane chores. So when the whistle blows, you've got a taste for something totally unique. Your thirst demands an exotic kick. Bartender, two jackals, please. You want a jackal beer made with malt blanched in the 120 degree sun, then brewed in uncorked vats using an ancient recipe called open brewing. Jackal beer is a thick, raunchy beer with an exotic kick you don't find anywhere else. Bartender, give me a beer that's made far away from here. Hit me! Jackal Beer, the beer with that exotic kick. And in financial news, the stock market was soft today. It just could not perform. It took a downturn, came up short. Profits sagged. It showed no upward growth, the poor thing. It was weak, flaccid. In fact, the GDP shrunk, shriveled into a tiny mushroom, disappointing a receptive doll that eagerly awaited gratification. Any attempts at stimulation failed to rouse the lifeless corporate tool. It stayed limp all day. And you know, I'm not surprised. I couldn't perform either if everybody was constantly watching me. And now, the weather. I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File. Joe Cocker can't seem to get rid of that little hunk of hair in the front of his forehead. Joe has tried wearing hats, sleeping with his head smashed against a board, and rubbing it nonstop. If you have any ideas, write Lisa Rocker in care of Joe's Hunk of Hair, 875 North Michigan Avenue, Chicago, Illinois, 60611. I'm Lisa Rocker with The Rocker File.
Well, there you have it, the Duck Logic Comedy Half Hour, show number 46, featuring in alphabetical order Ken Campbell, David Dunlosky, Ann and Walter Mitchka, James F. Russell, and Tim Thomas. So, uh, hey, next week, right? If you liked what you heard on the Comedy Half Hour, tell your friends, your relatives, the uh, people you barely knew in high school, and now they're your Facebook buddy, that creepy neighbor down the hall. So spread the word. Follow us on social media, because uh, we'd love you for it. Our website is ducklogiccomedy.com, and our video show, Cableville USA, is somewhere on YouTube. Portions of the show were previously broadcast back in the day over the radio airwaves under the copyright of Duck Logic Limited and the licenses of WLUP AM and FM Radio in Chicago. Coming up next show, our 50th anniversary saga begins.